It takes money. Have you ever felt so sad that you can't cry? Is that the saddest thing I've ever said? (laughs) (laughs) What you're talking about is an aquatic rumspringer. If you cry, do it alone in your bedroom. We're not here for you. Basically. (laughs) Jeez. Am I dead on the inside? And the outside. Mm. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Seaboat. It's in ramblings. You're still working on the smoothie. How did you feel about it? Mine was great. It was good. It was a bit more watery than like the boost juices. Uh, bummer. But mine was mine was really good. It was called the Nana Chocolate Banana. Oh yeah. And I was like, "What's the Nana?" Mm. He's like, no, that's the banana. And I was like, "You've mentioned the banana." <laughs> yeah, the other the banana is the banana. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, what's the Nana?" And he's like, "I think it's Nana." And I was like, "Well, what's the Nana?" He's like, "We don't talk about that." Yeah. That's right. There's three ingredients and two of them are clear. Maybe it's made by a nana. No, I saw it get made. It's there a- wasn't an old elderly woman out the back that you could have uh, been missing? I, I could have. It, sound, it looked like the worst job ever. So these two guys, one of them owns it and I guess the other guy works there. And I walked in and it was so hot. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's burning in here. And I was like, you guys, it must really suck. They're like, yeah, the air conditioner is broken. When we switch it on, it blows out hot air. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, we're taking turns in the cool room. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's a bad day. Maybe the Nana was in the cool room. Maybe she, she was. was. Rotating out. I mean, it, it is bad weather for Nanas right now, as I've always said. It's true, they're the first to go. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true generally. Well, but still, whenever you have like a hot day, it seems like nursing homes, there's like an epidemic of just people dropping dead because it's like, hey, it's 100 degrees. People are just going to die now. (laughs) Yeah, there was a letter sent out at work about the heat wave. Oh, yeah. How to stay safe during the heat wave. What did they suggest? Um, I mean, the huge. I was Just not, get cool. Yeah, it was like, try not to overheat. I was like, ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay like, any suggestions on how to do that? And oh, they like, no. take turns in the cool room. Yeah. <laughs> Should you be working in a burning hot metal, like, cube, essentially, <laughs> that's stuck to the side of a building with an air conditioner that blows hot air? Uh, consider making use of the cool room. Okay. But I changed their lives because they said, well, the landlord needs to fix it. And I was like, fair enough. I was like, get a fan, put a towel in it. Maybe you got evaporative cooling going. And the guy was like, that's a great idea. So I was it, like, it see you later. Chills, I guess this sandwich will be free. It chills the hot air? No, it's evaporative cooling. So the fan obviously blows air. Yeah. But the... Don't ask me the science behind okay. it, but evaporating the water in the wet towel is like an evaporative cooling unit. And so, so what, it acts like air conditioning. You just have to replace the towel every so often. Well, you have to keep wetting it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good tip. For, Did you not know this? I mean, I haven't had a whole lot of broken down air conditioners. Mm. So should I have come across one? Maybe someone would have suggested it. Oh yeah. This is what I've been doing at home. So I said, I, I take it this baguette will be free. And they said, no, that's $9. Said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually more than the usual yes, cost. Because we've had to listen to your rubbish. Yeah. Because now we need a fan. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. Oh, I didn't realize that was the lead in. This is Vicky. Well, sometimes whatever we're talking about before the show becomes the lead in. You should know this. When's the last time? Oh, have you got something to say first? I just wanted to say, okay. hey, guys, it's episode 150. Oh, so it is. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize we had Pitbull in the house. <laughs> He's always here. Just yes. rarely does he get a chance to come on mic. The, the horn. Yeah. That's right. Um, anything else you'd like to say, Pitbull? All right. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. No, I, we had one of those air horns set up. I don't know if you remember this for the prop shows or episode one. I don't. It was like one of those things that on 
paper, Com- it sounds funny. Yeah, on community radio, they were like, hey, if you've got any sound effects, upload them here. And we didn't. <laughs> but I'm like, that sounds like we should get some sound effects. Oh, right. Okay. Was I there or for this? What did I say? Uh... I can't remember. I, think I, I just, was probably at work. Or you, something. you were there when we were trying to get this going. Uh, yes. And so I, I was in the show. So what you do is like in the behind the scenes, you kind of uploaded some sound effects to the website, and then when your show when it came on, the library like you could just switch it. Taking hey, this is prop shows all right. Here's the out. library of exactly. all your clips and sound effects. Blah blah blah. And so I did that, and like immediately it broke the computer. <laughs> I guess no one else was using sound effects. No, I guess not. It was not the highest of budget sort of radio shows, no, was it? But I think it was just something like... Theoretically, you could do? Yeah. Right. No, it was just like the recording was in the wrong hertz or whatever, you oh, know? Right. And so it's like... <laughs> no, this is radio quality. Yeah. Like, we're, we're talking midis. <laughs> right. And oh, MP4. And so that if you're, <laughs> if you're listening to the prop shows on there, you're like, these guys need more sound effects. That was why. Yeah, you know why. Yeah. <laughs> technically, <laughs> well, quite could difficult. not handle it. No. So I'm glad that, you know, that was like 100 episodes ago. Mm, we finally got the air horn. It's uh, bold steps that we're taking well, on I feel show. like we've... Didn't we have... The killer? What was he? That was one of the episodes. Oh. I've got to plug Pitbull back in. Yeah, sorry, Pitbull. Come back. So I, I got like an app because we've mentioned before we watched this uh, show, If You Are The One. It's yes. a Chinese dating show. And we kind of play along with our own lights and sound effects in the apartment. It's a whole... Oh, you said you're doing to, that. Oh, yeah. We know how to have a good time. And so like I downloaded to get that uh, ear horn. It was like mm. a free app on the iTunes store. And I'm like, I'm going to get rid of the ads. I'm going to pay the, you know, dollar ninety nine or whatever it was mm-hmm. to, to. Wow, you're a real cheapskate. So that's important. Well, <laughs> it, it turns out that the free version was way better than oh, the, really? the, you know, paid version. Because I remember once I wanted a ruler on your phone and it was 50 cents and you wouldn't buy it. Well, that's the stupidest purchase <laughs> ever. Who would buy a, I like just, what, like a, at the time, I think our phones were like eight centimeters. Right. And so I'm not going to pay money for an eight centimeter ruler on my phone that's ridiculous <laughs> i don't know i just 50 cents i would spend that on pretty much anything again you're the one who wants the ruler i'm <laughs> i don't think i had a phone at the time okay well should you so desire the ruler i'll let you shell out for it oh now i will you won't but i will but as part of the yeah so the free version of the app you can just tap in it like does the bang, 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 like as you tap sure but when you buy the upgraded one the air horn is just like it's preset so you've got like four different versions of air horn. What do you mean? I'll play you version one. Oh, it does its own thing. Yeah. Oh, that one is like a truck going into a tunnel. They all sound like that. Oh. <laughs> well, but if you get to air horn four, that's not what you want. No. You want the bow, 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 like I'm on stage for like a hip hop show. Wow. That is not like I'm <laughs> being followed by that Jeepers Creepers truck. Yeah. So immediately definitely you've pissed off a trucker. I bought this app and immediately I'm like, well, that was a waste of money. I feel, yeah, right. This was better before I spent money on it. But the uh, the one good thing that did come out of it was this sound effect. Zinger. Yeah, that's right. The zinger killer. <laughs> and so Erica got like I really creeped about out about that one. So uh, Oh, she did? Yeah, she, she didn't like it. So naturally we played it as much as possible <laughs> for a good month or so until it got old. Um, do we have that clip handy of the zinger killer? Uh, yeah, it's right here. Zinger. <laughs> I thought we were 
going to have a clip show. That's usually an anniversary thing. So here's the thing, Vicky. It's mm. episode 150. It is. Clip show. We like to look back on our... Everyone loves a good clip show. I, I don't know. Do they? <laughs> I'm not sure. I actually don't know either. <laughs> I know that I like them because they're less work. <laughs> it seems like a clip show is for the people who... Make miss the show. Like... <laughs> No, like, really? yeah, well, like, I guess in the sitcom days, like, friends would do a clip show every so often. And they were always the worst ones because you're like, I've seen all these episodes. Right. But it's like. Well, isn't it in The Simpsons where they're singing at the end to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire and they're like, sorry about the clip show? Oh, I'm sure. Yes. So it, they do apologize. It's, it's definitely like in animation in particular, it's, oh, we can save half our budget if we just reuse old clips. Exactly. In fact,. Why don't we start an anime where we animate one entire episode and mm. then have to... Cre- this sounds like a fun idea. Have to create the ongoing story every week from just the clips we made. Isn't that like the premise of dinosaur comics? Yeah, that's slightly different. Like dinosaur comics, the panels never move. Yeah, so it's they like a just- comic strip where there's like about five panels and every they've made like hundreds of issues. They're so good. The f- same five panels every time. But it's hilarious. Do you like dinosaur comics? I've read like I'm five of them. I'm a big fan. Them. Oh, I love dinosaur comics. I think I gave up when I'm like, why aren't they changing Maybe. the characters? <laughs> that occasionally stuff happens, like a hat will go on one of them or another... It's, it oh, happens. Oh, it changes. Well, I, I know, right? Malibu Stacey approach, I forgot. Yeah. Um... <laughs> No, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but in Clerks, the animated series, mm. uh, the second episode of that show is a clip show. Mm. And so they've That's obviously weird. only got one. <laughs> they've only got one, one episode, episode to draw on. Right. So they play clips from A, that first episode, mm. and they play it like five times throughout. Like it's the same one clip. Wow. And then they play clips of stuff that never happened. Oh. But it's like, suppose it's the same premise of every other clip show. They're trapped in the cool room, if you will. Ah, oh, is it? And they're like. Hey, remember that time that we did blah blah blah, and then it like flashes back to this elaborate thing <laughs> right, that, of course. of course, the audience never saw. Is that what you're talking about? No. So what I'm talking about is we make an hour-long episode of an anime, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to continue the story using the same clips, but we can move them around in order. Yeah. But the story must continue using only those clips. But what? You just redub it every yeah, time? Yeah. You just like revoice it and move them around. Is it like about time travel? <laughs> no. Maybe that would be able to make sense. It would make it easier, wouldn't it? There's a feature. I just think that would be interesting to on, try. On the Final Fantasy, the Spirits Within DVD, huh. there's a feature where you can re-edit one of the scenes. Really? Is that the one that you lent to me in like 2004? There's, it's highly possible. This yeah. was a long time ago. And so when they announced, like, because I'm a big Final Fantasy fan of like the video games and all that. Sure. They announced this DVD. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I think the original premise was it was going to be like a PlayStation 2 exclusive feature where if you're watching it on the PS2, right, you could change you can, like... day to night and maybe mix in and out characters, that kind sure. of stuff. That never happened. Oh. And so instead, it's just like, here's one scene of a bunch of characters talking and you can choose the order that they appear in. Oh. But it makes no sense because it's like... The conversation the, the, just happens yeah. in a weird order. <laughs> right. Okay. And so I think it was like the early days of DVDs when people were just experimenting and all sure. that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, that is something you can do. It's not necessarily useful or yeah. fun. And now, way. again, everyone's got computers. So it's like, if you really wanted to do that for some reason, you could you just... You could very easily yeah, just re-edit a movie. Do it on, uh, you know, uh, iMovie or Premiere sure. or whatever. But it sounds like that's what you want to do. It's just rejigging a show. Indeed. And dubbing it over. Yeah. I just Um, think it'd be kind of a fun premise that you have to continuously make a story move on with just an hour's worth of clips. 
Well, we've talked about the endless eight. Oh, that was the worst. Yeah. Which That's was not like, what I meant. <laughs> because is, that doesn't count. You're not continuing the story. For anyone who doesn't remember, it's like an anime where they did eight episodes that the characters are stuck in a time loop and they reanimated the whole Yeah, it's episode. like from slightly different angles. Yeah, and like minor dialogue changes. So they like at one point discover they're in a time loop. So and they're instead, like, oh my gosh, you're in a time loop. Yeah, so one time they'll be like, hey, this is the 16th time this has happened. And then the next time you say it, this is the 500th time this has happened. Oh my gosh. So that was like... I mean, I guess you really get to understand what it might be like to be in a time loop. <laughs> this is what I was thinking about. Okay. Interesting thought corner earlier this week. I was like... What is the purpose of art? I said, staring out into wow. the rain with music on. I didn't realize you were thinking so deeply. No, I actually really was. I was like, can art just be n- nice to look at? Yeah. Oh, well, that's easy then. Oh, no, I was just I was <laughs> agreeing with your <laughs> thought. I was like, wow, that. Because <laughs> I was looking at art and I was like, I suppose if you just looked at it, it's attractive, but is the point of art to make me feel or think something? Mm-hmm. Or can I just be like, oh, it's nice? I remember in uh, high school, our multimedia teacher, she was talking mm. to me about a project that she did mm. in university. Sure. And I think it was like a sculpture or something like that. When they had to describe like, hey, why did you do this? Mm. And she, she was like, it just, looked cool. Yeah. She was like, I just thought it would look really good. Oh, and? And she failed. Were, oh. And she could have come up with some bullshit explanation. It's like, oh. It's about man's inhumanity. Right. Yeah. And they would have been like, oh, top draw. Obviously. But I'm with her. She doesn't have to make something no. that like means anything. It's just like, hey, this looks fucking cool. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, so I was always like, oh, art should make you feel something. I'm like, ah, can't we just look at something cool? But you're never going to like, just say you make something and it's like intended to uh, you make, know, a point. make everyone like very introspective. Sure. Someone else can look at that and they'll be like, mm. hey, it looks like a cat. Yeah. Like, whatever you intend <laughs> to... It's not how it necessarily comes out. Yeah. Like, I made my one piece of art. I called it I'm Emerged. Okay. Because my friend had... um, My friend owns an art gallery. He said, you're an emerging artist mm. if you're making artworks. Sure. I said, no, I'm making one. <laughs> and then I'm done. I like that. I was like, I'm not an artist. I'm making my one artwork and then I'm pretty much done here. So I guess I've like, I'm not emerging. I've emerged. I emerged. <laughs> yeah, that's it. What was your one piece of art? Um, you know about it. It's the bread tie horse. Oh. You yeah, weren't impressed? Okay. No, I just, it's funny that we were talking about that just like recently were on we? the podcast. Yeah. Oh, why? Oh, we're yeah. Just about like wasting this time. This is what you do with your day. Yeah. So that was my one piece of art that I've ever made. And it was just kind of like, huh, I wonder what that would, if that's possible and what it would look like. And what was the, uh, did you ever finish it? Like, yeah, it's done. It's pretty cool. And is it now visible in the Guggenheim or something? Like, Obviously, yes. If you squint, Twist high horse by Vicky. Yeah, if you squint towards my house with a very long cast, <laughs> then yes, because it's sitting on the top of my... Oh, like, you still got it. Because this was like years ago. Yeah, it was probably four years ago. Yeah. Amazed that you bothered to hold on to it for this long. It's pretty I mean, cool. I'm impressed by my own work. Like okay. it took a lot of work, and like it's quite hard to do, as it turns out. But it was just, yeah, this is what I was thinking about. Anyway, I was laying in bed one night at that point. I was like, I wonder if I could. And yeah, then like, I could. Turns out we can. <laughs> yeah. Another mystery solved. I know. Anyway, how? What were we talking about with this art? You just oh, right. Up. Anyway, so the what is it? Not the hateful eight. It wishes the endless eight. The endless eight. If the purpose of art is to make you feel something, then mm. the Endless Eight succeeded. It made me feel rage and confusion. I feel annoyed saying that. <laughs> sure. I mean, 
Because you, could you say, I know how frustrating it would be to be stuck in a time loop now? I guess to some degree. <laughs> but <laughs> See? That's only like... Can you relate more to those characters? Because you're like, wow, that would have been quite frustrating. I mean, I watched about four or five of those episodes and then skimmed through the rest. Sure. Because like for anyone who doesn't remember, I was watching it at the time on my train ride home. Right, which was like two hours. And... I kept falling asleep. <laughs> and so, like, I put a few episodes on not realising that... Like, I just at first thought that, oh, like, I've, I've already watched this it. episode. Right. And I was annoyed at myself. I'm like, oh, I, I How many brought times the same put- episode yeah. again. And so, yeah, unbeknownst to me, I got halfway through the eight episodes before I realised, oh, no, this this is just some crazy experiment. <laughs> but, yeah, I have no idea what they were going for. I mean, like... No, but do you feel as annoyed as those characters probably were? Yeah, well, to some degree, because I watched four of them, and I think in the episode, in the series, they live at, like, 15,000 times or something. Oh, wow. And so I was annoyed just wasting... <laughs> four? Yeah, like, I watched a few days, you know, like, one episode is, like, 20 minutes. Right. So that's like two days commutes watching all of them. They had to live through this for years of their life. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't imagine like the insanity that would uh, bring you, but I can sympathize with them on some degree. See? Mm. So I hate to say this because I don't want to, I just feel like that maybe is successful art. I mean, I'm not denying that it's art. I just didn't like it. (laughs) There's a lot of art out there that I don't like. I have the same reaction as well. That I, someone said that to me recently. I said, I hate this. They said, it's art. I said, okay, yeah, so. I hate this art. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't hate something if it's art. Well, uh, there was like, I used to read a lot of video game magazines back in the day. Like, sure. I guess, you know, before those discussions moved to the internet. Mm. And there was always two uh, topics that would come up. It was like sex. Oh, sorry, maybe three. Like sex in games. Right. Like violence in games. Like does it cause like, you know, playing a violent video sure. game, does that make, make you, you violent? violent? And mm-hmm. the third one was, are video games art? And like my thought on it was always, yeah. Yes. Like. I would say yes. Even if it's not good art, it's still, still art. art. Yes. It's like I could draw a picture on a page and, you know, it's just like crayon scribbles. I'm like, well, it's art now. Like, nah. <laughs> it's a piece of shit, no. but it's still art. No, nah, I'm not with you. Why not? I don't know. Just not. What is it then? Mm, I'm not going down this line. Because our friend um, has an uncle who's an actor, and he was in a long ass play about whether or not a canvas painted plain white is art. And okay. I feel like I've had this life. I'm in that. I'm in well, the I endless could, eight. I could sum of that play up. Like I would say. Yes, it's like, it's a, my version of that play would be yes. 10 seconds of a guy walking on stage like, hey, is this art? Yes. yes. And then he walks up. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Well, we missed, we missed what could have been a good opportunity to skip a few hours at the yeah. theatre. Um, so in the play, the man has spent $10,000 on it. I mean, I'd say that's a waste of money, but it's, it's his prerogative. If he finds something, <laughs> like in um, the TV show Daredevil, like the Netflix thing. Or is it Dared Eve? It's not. <laughs> okay. Um, the kingpin has mm. like a white painting on his wall and it's like basically what you're talking about like there might be some smudges of gray in there right but it's called rabbit in a white rabbit in a blizzard oh yeah i've heard of this and so uh kingpin seemingly gets <laughs> something out of it and it's like when he's and lo- that's kingpin's prerogative yeah and so when he's looking at his prison cell at the end when he gets like you know caught and arrested it's like a white cell wall oh and he's like smiling 
Yeah, and it's like, I guess, whatever feeling he got out of that white painting was right. the same feeling that he got from that white prison wall. Or do you feel that he bought that painting to learn to enjoy it? I mean... he knew he was going to prison. That was a very good forethought if that's what his goal was. I feel like I would prepare. Like, if I was a, <laughs> a kingpin, yeah. I would spend like an hour a day just standing behind bars. Behind some metal bars yeah, in a cell like, that you made for yourself. You're like, okay. nah, I feel like... Or you would enjoy your time out while you could. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what if I never go to jail? And then I just spent all this time that I could have been running around the world. <laughs> so what was the end? Like, do you remember the play? Did they? No, I don't remember. I think they're like, they is it art? Someone just shrugs. Disagree. But you, you were saying it's not. Um, I'm not going down. I'm saying I'm not going down. This I feel path. like you're getting like, you're worried that saying yes or no is going to put you onto some controversial stance. Like no, Vicky it's not Smith a thinks stance. that this it's is or isn't art. Like who gives a shit? I know. It's not that anyone gives a shit. It's I literally can't be bothered to talk about this again. You brought it up. I know. I'm sorry. It's my it's my endless eight. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, it's not a clip show. No. Oh, that's a shame. We just did five episodes worth of clip shows. Yeah. So I feel like should any listeners want to relive... Hilarious moments in Insane Ramblings history. That's the way to do it. But what I did do is I went back over some of our earliest episodes. Great. Basically looked at the show notes. This was just some reflections. And I thought, let's go back to... Because we've been doing this Should we play this Milan song, Reflection? (laughs) I'm not familiar with that one, but uh, feel free to sing it. When will my reflection show... You don't know this? Who I am? It's Christina Aguilera. Inside. <laughs> no, I uh, I saw Milan at the cinemas when I was what like nine or something. What a, what a movie! But I remember liking it at the time. I've never revisited it since. Again, like there's a lot of surprisingly successful concepts. We were talking earlier this week. Both of us are now seeing The Greatest Showman. Who knew? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What about on paper, it? I wouldn't be buying the script. What's well, for those unfamiliar? It's a musical about P.T. Barnum. Right. He's like an American. <laughs> he's part of like the Barnum and Bailey Circus, yeah. and just like an all-out kind of crazy guy <laughs> would show up with elephants wherever he went, essentially. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like, oh yeah, we've got a musical about the life of P.T. Barnum. I wouldn't be rushing to back it. No, I would definitely see that movie. And I did. And I fact. did. Yeah, I was like, both of us did. But if I was an investor, I'm not going to put money into it. Like, no. I know, I know that's not a successful concept. Even Hugh Jackman is in it. And even still, I'm like, you're not going to make money. No one, <laughs> first of all, no one knows who Petey and Bottom is in <laughs> right? this day and age. And second of all, musicals, uh, like, I guess La La Land is the exception. But for, for sure. Or like, like Moulin Rouge. Yeah, like, to be honest, I didn't know this was a musical before I went into the cinema. I think I knew because you told me, but okay. no, well, I wasn't aware. The previews do their best to hide it. Do, yeah. It's like... Mm. Do their best to hide yeah, it! Yeah, because people have like a stigma about musicals. They want to trick true. you into the cinema and then you're like, this oh, is a musical! musical. <laughs> like, oh, I've never already paid my $18, I guess well, I'm saying. I guess because no one wants to say they went to a musical. They're like, oh, I went to see The Greatest Showman. Didn't you know what was a musical? Didn't know. The same thing is um, if you ever watch trailers for foreign films. Like so often... They hide that it's got subtitles. Yeah. Ugh. It's got like a English voiceover and just like shots of characters and blah, blah, blah. I've fallen into that trap with Netflix shows. Did you watch Dark? Is I that did. what it's called? Yeah. Because I watched, like we just finished watching, I think it was like Stranger Things or something sure. and the preview for Dark came on. And it looks so good. And But like the whole time I'm like, is this show in English? Yeah. And I couldn't work it out from you the preview. Cannot. 
I couldn't work it out until we fast forwarded through literally the first 15 minutes of the episode right? and then someone's talking <laughs> in German. Speaking. I'm like, I know. Motherfucker. But it's like, they went 90% of the way to hide it. Like, the, they redubbed the trailer. Right. But then the text that it's like, you know, in a world or whatever. Uh, yeah, is in that German. That was subtitled, yeah. So I'm like, well, it seems like if you're going to do that, why not just go that little extra I know. mile? Mm. But, so easy as well. But I, like I won, like back in the day, I won free tickets to Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, right. And yeah, like, that was well hidden. I'd seen the previews and everything. And then uh, after the cinema, my girlfriend at the time turned to me. She's like, did you know that was not in English? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great movie. It's I a great film, but also, no, I, I didn't know with Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, I would have seen regardless. Yeah, I just wish it, a heads up would be nice. Well, how did you feel about the surprise musical? I liked it. I was into it. Like, yeah? that, that You're not a musical guy. I feel like you I, hate musicals. No, I think I am a musical guy. <laughs> okay. I just, All right. You think you're into musicals? I'm into good Would musicals. Would you feel that you could tell people that as a man? I mean, I'm telling you right okay. now. Well, yeah, we've known each other a long time. We're going to a party tonight. Yeah. Someone says, what are you into? But that, No, I'm not that <laughs> into musicals. Because they're going to think that I'm like, you know, on stage now or something. But like, it's I don't... Gotta go. I think that's Gershwin. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like the old musicals. Like, right. Fiddle on a Roof or... Fiddle on the Roof's great. I'm never watching that. It just, you should. Uh, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Okay. But Could I, I love... sell you on? God, okay. Could I sell you on Clint Eastwood in a musical? Is he in that? He is. No, he's not in Fiddle on the Roof, oh, okay. but he's in a musical. What musical is he in? It's called Paint Your Wagon. Oh, t- Paint Your Wagon has been haunting me for years. Has <laughs> it? For some reason. Has it? <laughs> we... That is such an unusual turn of events. <laughs> It's so niche. So niche. I think it's been haunting Clint Eastwood for years. Yeah, probably. We had a friend in Canada, like one of my mum's friends seen it growing about up. Four times, by the way. Really? Yeah. It's um, good. I like it. Um, so does my mum's friend in Canada. I mean, I probably don't like it as much as her. Well, because I, I guess she went through a phase where she's like, "You've got to watch this movie," to my mum. Right. And so she just kept sending her DVDs of it, like probably presumably forgetting that. She already, she already has it. sent you paint your yeah. wagon. And so we like went through our collection after a while <laughs> and we're like, why have we got four copies yeah, of paint your like, wagon? Yeah, like we just got to, someone's got to, like they're unopened just on the shelf, wow. like paint your wagon. <laughs> and then there was like, yeah, I think multiple copies of paint your wagon and multiple copies of Cruel Intentions 3. <laughs> and like, wow. who even knew they made a Cruel I Intentions 3? Have you seen it? Yeah, once. It wasn't good. Uh, I didn't even know there was a two. Two's really interesting. Because oh, it sounds familiar. There's, it's basically the same story. There's another sister, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, so what, they made Cool Intentions, yeah. and that was like, you know, when I was like 15 or whatever, that yeah, was a great movie. Yeah, we were kind of into that when we were in teenagers. Yeah, my sister would watch it like weekly. Damn. So I'm like very familiar with that movie. Sure. But Cool Intentions 2 was going to be a TV series. Huh. And they made a pilot for it, essentially retelling the story of Cruel Intentions. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was quite similar, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it was, I think it was going to be called Manchester Prep, which was the name of the academy that they went to. Okay. And it was going to be a prequel. Okay. The movie never, like, establishes any of that. But, like, right. this I is... Right. Rem- all I can remember about it is, at one point, the characters go into a tunnel. <laughs> good good plot point. <laughs> there is. They do, right? <laughs> I, I, that's definitely not the moment I remember. Okay, right. So, like, at the, if you watch the first one... I have. You're, all of a sudden, people are alive and played by different actors. And oh, you're like, how confusing. Like, what's going on here? Right. But that's what was going on it was supposed to be a tv pilot okay called manchester prep so they never explained this is in the past no but oh. i guess you're supposed to piece it together by okay. the fact that people are alive that die in the movie yes and blah 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 
Um, but it's called two. It's not called like, you know, sometimes they make a prequel and they call it like zero, zero or right. beginning hour or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, none yeah. of that. It's just Cruel Intentions 2. Weird. And it didn't get made into a show. Okay. But I guess they're like, well, we shot all this footage. We can do something with it. If we shoot some additional footage, we can make it movie length and release it like direct to DVD. And so we'll make recoup it movie length and confusing. So, well, the <laughs> stuff that they shot, mm. they just added a lot of sex scenes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, like, all right, we've got the actors now. How are we going to pad this out? Yeah. <laughs> and so there's like, in particular, there's like these two twins that are like lezzing out in the shower. Yeah. I do remember this. Yeah. And so it's like, we'll just... It's- Make it a softcore porn right. and <laughs> people watch it because of that. But it is it really is gratuitous, like in the real true sense of the word. That's got to be one of the only times in a mainstream Hollywood film that is like incest on camera. Like it's so weird. Yeah, I guess like it's pre-Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones, the characters are playing brother and sister. They had to get twins. They're actually oh, sisters. Oh, wow. So they are actual twins. I mean, they couldn't afford CGI or anything. <laughs> this is Cruel Intentions too. Oh my gosh. I've never really thought that's weird. Yeah. And I remembered the tunnel. Yeah, that's what I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> tunnel. They definitely go into a tunnel at some point. I think they kill someone or something. Don't I mean, they? I remember the, the lesbian shower scene. I remember where she's like getting horse riding lessons and she uh, oh, has yeah. an orgasm. That's about the extent of my Cruel Intentions. Yeah, it definitely didn't carry up the uh, same narrative integrity of the first. No, it wasn't <laughs> quite on the same level. I don't think the first really carries much as well, so that's a lot to say. <laughs> it had a good soundtrack, it had a good cast. Ryan Philippe, he's always worth a watch. Yeah, I don't, don't mind a bit of Ryan Philippe. The third one, I've got no idea. Like, I did watch it, but, yeah. I mean, we got three copies. I may as well have watched it, but it was... Uh, so, never seen Paint Your Wagon, despite... No, yeah. I never got around to Paint Your Wagon. I was too busy watching the Cruel Intentions <laughs> franchise. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just feel like more... I'm surprised more people haven't seen it. Not because it's that great, yeah. but, like, it's Clint Eastwood in a musical. Like, How's his singing voice? Pretty good. I mean, you could probably bring up a clip if you'd like. No, just, I can't even be bothered. It's right, not... I'll do it. <sighs> <laughs> You've got to finally face the wagon. Do I, though? <laughs> As I've always said about this film. Before I watch it, it's time to face the wagon. Well, is there any particular songs that I'm, uh, you know, should be going for? Just do Clint Eastwood, Paint Your Wagon. So what's what's Paint Your Wagon about? Set the scene. Uh, oh, I actually don't remember that well, surprisingly, how many times I've seen it. It's about a Wild West gold town. That's and what, from the DVD cover, it did look like that. So a bunch of people like roll into town, I guess, to set up this town. I don't remember very well. Anyway, they start this like scam where they hollow out the floor beneath the tavern because when people are like passing little bits of gold around, gold dust falls through the floor of the tavern. Get to the paintings part of it. Right, I yeah, need- there's no painting. Zero painting. <laughs> what? I've been sold Yeah, it. I know. Um, three DVDs given to you under false pretenses. Mm. So it falls through the floor. So they start hollowing out the entire town to steal like the gold dust that falls through people's floorboards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually quite funny. And then the entire town falls into the Into holes. the hole. Yeah, because like a comedy? Like- I wouldn't go that far. Okay. It's like, I, I cracked a smile. I was like, that's unlucky. Right. And then they all, um, they both want to marry the same girl. They're both in love with the same girl, him and this old man. So she, he moves on because he was like, he's a wanderer. He has to be free. And he's gold he's fever from Pete Your Wagon. <clears throat> How I used to be when I had no axe to grind except for chopping wood. <laughs> Classic line. 
Day was day and night was night, wrong was never right. Didn't matter where I went as much as where I stood. I'm gonna fast forward a bit, I feel like. He's we... getting to a chorus. Oh god. I had dreams, average size. He's getting there. There were stars. I think I still know the words. Sky. Sing along. Not, Not my eyes. Then I got gold fever. No rock and rolling girl and fella. This is exactly the kind of musical I don't like. I hate this so but much. also, like, it's Clint Eastwood. Is that not any sort of... You say that like I'm like a big Clint Eastwood fan. No, I just am like, would you have ever suspected that he sang in a musical? Like, he's like Dirty Harry. I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. Like, <laughs> when you said it, I wasn't like, what? Clint Eastwood in a musical? Okay, anyway. What so, kind of musical are you in? Old, old musicals all sound like that. And I'm like, that's not a sound that appeals to me. Okay. But I do like, for example, like South Park, the movie. That's a musical. Sure. It's a Team America, also by the same people, but, you know, hilarious. Like also musical. The Buffy musical. If you want to go like more classic stage plays. So you're sort of into comedy musicals. I guess so. If you want to go like more classic, like Broadway style. Well, you would go for um, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon is great. I feel like we have to list something that's not mi- written by comedies. Matt and Trey. You're right. But Wicked was good. Hmm. You didn't strike me as the you know. Ooh. You know what was awesome? Heathers. Heathers the musical. I haven't seen it. I don't think many people have. I've seen the film. Yeah, they adapted the film a few years ago, but it's not... Like I saw like a small scale production of it. Huh. And it's one of the funniest... How did you come ever. across that? There was just like tram ads and oh, stuff like that. I was going to say, you don't seem like this, I'm going to the theatre yeah, kind I took, of guy. Yeah, I took like uh, my sister right. and uh, Erica, no, my roommate. Like, it was a small scale production. I'm like, you don't seem like the amateur theatre kind of guy. Yeah, if, if they ever do another show, you, you should come with okay, me because I'd, I'd like to see it again. It's like, do you remember in the movie, there's like a scene where the guy's on the casket of um, his dead son. Nope. And he like, like splays his body across. He's like, "I love my dead gay son." No. <laughs> and they do again. <laughs> I feel like we should do my recollections from movies yeah. as a segment because yours seem to hit the main plot points. Yeah. What's your recollection of Heather's? Uh, the dream sequence where they're playing croquet. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like a pretty big scene. Oh, it is. Okay, good. But they do a whole so- a whole song about I love my, my dead, dead gay, gay son. son, and there's like because it's like an '80s teen comedy. Everyone's like always trying to get laid. And so there's a whole song about getting blue balls. <laughs> and it was, it was great. It sounds great. Yeah. But so like, you're into- I want that, not Clint Eastwood singing about <laughs> gold fever. <laughs> See, but Greatest Showman is the only one of those which is not like taking the piss out of musicals. But it's so weird. It's a musical about sideshow freaks. Yeah. Singing about like circus and like life in you know the eighteen hundreds <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, that's such an out there idea that I just got to see what they're doing with this. Right, that is true. It's you like don't the, want to miss it. Yeah, like the bearded lady has got a solo. And <laughs> I'm like yeah, about right. being herself. All right, I'll say that. <laughs> like one of my favorite movies. Again, we've mentioned this like once or twice on the show. Um, that I ever saw in my university film studies mm. class. It was Freaks. And it was 1930s oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they used actual sideshow carnival people to right. like film this crazy story. Oh, about. it's creepy. It's like a dinner party or something. That's isn't like it? one of, that's and the most memorable scene. Everyone gets murdered at it. They're or all like chanting like one, one of us, us. Yeah. one of us. And that's the thing that stuck with me. And so like ever since then, something like sideshow comes up. I'm like, all right, let's I get got what's this got to offer. <laughs> yeah. 
like American Horror Story, they did a season that was basically a season-long adaptation of Freaks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I haven't watched every season of American Horror Story, but I watched that one. Yeah. I feel like I have watched every season of American Horror Story. It's a good show. There's yeah. just too much to watch. I can't I keep it. up with everything. Yeah. But uh, That's my opinion on that topic fair enough anyway reflections mulan musical also good <laughs> i don't know are you into like what's that um french one it's another musical with hugh jackman in it i mean he was in that like pan musical a few years ago no it's french it's very famous lame is oh right yeah what about it have you seen it no i didn't see it oh. again it's an old musical <laughs> i don't i don't want to watch old musicals even if they do a new version of it it's still the same songs okay all right i just want to know yeah but again, like, Pan, I know that got, like, terrible reviews. You were a fan? In fact, some could say it got no, I haven't. Pan. <laughs> I'm sure I can't that, believe you laughed. <laughs> I'm sure someone, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, strap lines of articles out there that use that exact I same would hope French. so. Apparently, like, the cast would sing songs between takes and stuff like that. Okay. And they were singing Nirvana's, I think it was, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Amazing. And so the director's like, hey, let's put this in the film. And I think it comes across as very out of place and like, what the hell are we watching? Indeed. But I watched that on YouTube. Oh, right. I'm like, what the hell are we watching? Like, I got to see what's going on here. So, Hugh Jackman, uh, he's on my list of people who seem like a lot of fun. Mm? I would hang out with him. You know, fun fact about Hugh Jackman. Like, I was maybe. Look, I was Let's looking see. at his um, IMDb profile this sure. week. Trying to work out. Because do you know the premise of EGOT? So it's like people who have won an Emmy... Uh, Golden, no, not a, Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Wow. So and he would be one of the few. Yeah, there's like about 12 people, I think, that have ever done it. And we we're trying to think, like, who could potentially get an EGOT? And uh, Hugh Jackman. Does he have the Grammy? I don't think so. Oh, that's what he's going for with Greatest Showman. It may be. Did he write those songs? No. No. So I think, like, that's probably your way to do it. You have to, like, write a song. Like, he won a Tony. Right. For that Peter Allen... The boy from Oz? Yeah. yeah. Was that uh, what it was for? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he won an Emmy for his hosting duties at the Tonys. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. So it's like, it's one of those that, bullshit categories. I'm like, I don't know if that really counts. Is, but, can you win an Emmy for hosting something? Yeah, there's, the there's always host. like one category. It's like, who was the best presenter at like a... Uh, you know, Event whatever, yeah, award show. What it's like, was the Emmys running short or something? Yeah, I don't know. They, they should just get rid of that getting, category. It's weird. dumb because it's like last year's Emmys host is yeah. nominated for this year's, <laughs> this year's Emmys. Emmys. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's not great. But anyway, he's got like he's on his way to an EGOT. It's an EGOT. Yeah, he's but yeah, got the Grammy, EGOT. the Grammy is a stumbling block. He's got an Oscar, I believe, hasn't he? Uh, I forget now. But I feel like he would. The thing that I was most surprised by mm. is that he got a nomination. For an Oscar for, I guess, like, Best Supporting Actor mm. for Kate and Leopold. Really? It's not a great film. No, it's on, like, on like a 6.4 on IMDb. <laughs> Maybe he did a great job in it. Because I was like, there's this movie Prisoners. And I'm like, if he was nominated for anything... You would like, think it'd be Prisoners. That should have been the role. Like, yeah, oh, he nailed it. That's, like, a fucking chilling movie. Oh, He's, it, leave, I, if we're talking about art having an effect... Yeah. It's got the, the endless eight emotional <laughs> impact down. And, like, I don't think, like, too many people watched it, but, like, I was like, oh... You know, if, if he's got a shot at this EGOT thing, maybe like Prisoners was... The Oscar. Yeah, and I'm like, no, you didn't get anything for Prisoners, but he did get a nomination yeah, for Kate and Leopold. That's so weird. A mid-2000s 
a romantic comedy about we, a time traveling like yeah like count or something yeah i don't know i never yeah, saw it but no. like it's very bizarre like, I guess they were short on nominees that year or something. Look, yeah. I think he was in line for something for Greatest Showman, but it went to James Franco instead. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. For me, probably at the Golden Globes. Yeah, Golden Globe. That's right. So he didn't get it because it went to James Franco because it's best actor in a musical or comedy. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I know. It's always like just separate those categories. I guess the They're thing. They're so thing, different. Well, there's not going to be many musicals this year, so everyone yeah. in a musical will get an Oscar. Even like a few years ago at the um, at the Oscars, there was like best song, and there was only two nominees. And I think ah. I think the Muppets movie won that year. That's like, a weird um, turn of events. Brett McKenzie from Five of the Concords has got an Oscar because there was like, well, it was the Muppets movie and some other song that's like we just basically threw this in t- in there because it has to compete Otherwise against something. Otherwise it would be the Muppets, yeah. right. But like, I think musicals are making a comeback. There's you know five original songs that are nominated this year. That's good. Yeah, musicals are definitely making a comeback. Like we had La La Land last year, The Greatest Showman this year. So seemingly like Moulin Rouge was yeah, a lot back of, in like, the, the early um, 2000s. Animated movies have like a song or two in it. Yeah. The... Shape of Water even has like a musical sequence in it. I haven't seen it. I saw the billboard for it and I was like, boy, if there's one film that reminds me of Flower That Drunk the Moon, (laughs) (laughs) like Shape of Water. Flower That Drunk the Moon is a joke that Ben and I talk about every time. It's from Ghost World. Um, Yeah. So in Ghost World, as Ben knows, because we reference it often, they're studying a really pretentious film in their film studies class. Yeah, it's just like a high school film class and they roll the TV and, and the movie that they're studying is The Flower That Drops the Moon. And it's like, <laughs> right. it just always, they were going for the most pretentious <laughs> title that you right. could ever come across and they nailed it. Yeah. It just sounds like something that like high school kids would think is deep. So Ben and I now, whenever there's something new that comes out, I'm like, oh, oh one of us will be like, it's a bit flower that drunk the moon. But uh, Shape of Water is really good. Is uh, it? Yeah, it. it's worth a watch. It's but like, it sounds like, come on, like Shape of Water. I saw the billboard and I was like, that is the flower that drunk the movie <laughs> of the year. The weird thing about that movie, it's a monster film. I think it was the first time in cinematic history or something that it got nominated for a major award, like a monster movie did. Oh, really? So yeah. none of the like Godzillas or anything like that? Have- nah, like, oh. uh, you know, maybe like back in the day for like Frankenstein or something yeah. but it's like it's, it was like since 1950 or whatever yeah so I was like you're surely like Bella Lugosi who also seemingly comes up on the show a fair bit oh big fan <laughs> would have I don't know anyway <laughs> anyway reflections yeah here we are um, so we just reflected on the last 50 years of music so. <laughs> I mean I imagine when I woke up this morning I'm like episode 150 of the podcast what are we going to talk about <laughs> Hugh Jackman in musical history um, do you reckon you'd be friends with Hugh Jackman if you know him I mean I feel like the age gap might throw a spanner into the works I mean it wouldn't no you wouldn't gel automatically maybe mm. but like I feel like he's a pretty nice guy oh, if no, you had a problem would you take it to Hugh Jackman if you knew him if I needed some advice right yeah, like sure. some manly advice yeah, I feel like he's quite knowledgeable. Or even if he didn't know what I was talking about, he could point me in the right direction. Well, but also, obviously, you are now the man of your household. <laughs> sure. I guess, in like medieval. So now he's like a father figure to me. Would he be? Would you go to him for fatherly I mean, I, we did discuss... Now he's a father figure to We did discuss the possibility of Drake becoming my father yes. figure recently. But I feel that's Between the two of them, I think, I think you might uh, you know, be able to relate a little better. To your dad? No, just to being to like, a dad? No, just, yeah, to being, he is a father for yes, one. He's got like several adopted children, which you've got to be like a, you know, pretty nice guy to adopt as well. So. Do you reckon? Yeah, I feel like, you know, most people wouldn't even consider doing that. Huh. It's just like, there's a lot of effort and <laughs> it's like so much, you know, 
Like, you got to be selfless. Like, because you can't be As like... As opposed to what, all those selfish parents? Well, there's like a very... When you become a father or a mother, like, there's a good chunk of the reason I feel mm. that I would want to be a parent was just to be... To see what that kid would look like. That is not a good reason. Well, that's why I'm not having kids. <laughs> that's probably why you don't understand adoption. But I'm like, all right. <laughs> Raising, child rearing, that part seems like a pain in the it ass. It does seem hard. But on the upside, there's going to be like... I'm shaping a mini-me. Yeah, something that looks like me in this world that that's I created. weird. I mean, that's fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't... Know that I like it when you put it like that. I don't think that's the only reason. Like, if that's your sole reason for having a kid. You need to rethink your choices, for sure. Yeah, but, like, if you're trying to look on the positive side, there's one for you. Okay, yeah. If you're struggling to think of reasons... You don't think about kid, that? I do not. Because I want, would adopt or foster. Really? Yeah, I would. And then you'd be forever wondering, like, what would the Vicky Jr. look like? I wouldn't. I'd be like, I can probably imagine. Just get some Photoshop. Me. And I'll just get photos. I don't need to Photoshop. I'll get photos of me as a child. Yeah, but it never looks exactly like you, does it? No. It's going to look like a bit like you and a bit like the other person. Well, I don't know and if there is another person. Well, I mean, there's got to be. That's how <laughs> children are born. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know if we need to explain some things to you. No, I mean, like, I might adopt on my own. Yeah, no, but like... Never so mind. what am I, just like mashing me and co-workers? <laughs> well, there's going to be like, if you're going to have like a surrogate or something, right. there's a father out there. So like, it's going to look like 50% like Vicky and then it's not even 50%. It's like no. 30% Vicky, 30% the dad, and then 30% like new. random chance. Yeah, pretty much. And that's new. It's like when you make like a character in The Sims and they have a kid and you're like, oh yeah, I see the resemblance, but... It doesn't look exactly like I, I expected. How do when you have two attractive sims and they have an ugly kid? That's the world's not fair, is it? No, it's really not. <laughs> anyway. So uh, I went back to our first year of uh, podcasts. Okay. And I, my original thought was, hey, let's like go over some of our segments that we've done mm-hmm. and maybe like redo them now because it's been you know so long in between. Well, most of them I wouldn't remember. Well, there's that, and there's also, like, our opinions surely have changed on a lot of things. Oh, you would hope. So, you know, maybe we could, uh, you know, see how far we've come. The problem with that mm. is, of course, we don't really do segments on the show. No. <laughs> and uh, that's, not so- that's something that, even in the early days, I'd say we did less segments, if that was even possible. Than now? Yeah. Really? I felt it was very segmenty. Like, we had eventually... Um, Craig segment and mm. Ranger Vicky, mm. but like especially like the first few episodes, like we just turn on the mic and wow, so it was you go. I imagine it wasn't great. No, the, the, I, that's why I didn't listen to these because <laughs> you're saying like, hey, did you get any clips? I did not. No, because a, I would have to bad. listen to it, and b, I don't want to subject the audience no, to it. No, indeed, yes. But there's like some nuggets of uh, you Joy. know standout wisdom there. Okay, like um. For episode one, one of the uh, segments that we talked about, Ben may or may not be able to fit into Vicky's jeans. Oh, so we've repeated that motif repeatedly. 126 episodes later. Yeah. In episode 127, we did the peachy bottom experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in which we found out your butt was a well-halved peach because we switched pants. Yeah, and I think in that episode... Did you wear my pants? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because I was wearing men's pants. Was that what it was? I think so. I was wearing industry pants, khaki industry ones. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Mm. In that episode, we were trying to like figure out 
I was, was trying I to, masculine I was, bodied or were you lady bodied? <laughs> Is that what we were trying well, to do? Well, you were getting on me for, I'm like, oh, they were a bit like tight in some areas. Mm. And you're like, shouldn't they be loose if you don't have like a peachy bottom and all this kind yeah. of stuff? Like to clarify, crotch. They were tight some places, but not others. Like okay, like you know the legs and all that kind of stuff. I don't remember the bottom being particularly <laughs> okay. snug. So what was snug? I mean, this was again like you know thirty episodes ago. Sure. I don't remember exactly, but it was about what like six months. Yeah. Oh, not like three months. So what was snug? The legs, the crotch. The legs definitely. Yeah. I, I didn't examine the crotch <laughs> too thoroughly. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> well, I mean, small mercies, but. <laughs> For research's sake, it's a shame. Um, we also talked about the jaguar to lion ratio. Oh, I have no idea what that is. Apparent in the world? In your office. Any guesses of... Uh, oh, yeah. At the time I worked in a call center. And what what was that mean? Uh, so we had like a... Every month we had a rotating like theme in the call center. It was the oh, worst. Yeah, that's right. I don't think anyone would do it because even at the time I hated it, but everyone thought I was such a party pooper. Because you were like anti-jungle theme. I was Well, it was always changing. We're kind under the sea, like jungle, like football teams. I was like, can we just have office theme? Like I don't... But you didn't have to hang decorations or anything. No, did I didn't you? have to sit underneath a fucking jungle theme. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. Like, like I you... already feel like it's an insulting job enough to yeah. work in a call center. Like you don't have to... I felt like a child, and I was. I was 20. Yeah, yeah. They were t- treating you, but like, they f- you felt like you were being treated like a 12-year-old. Drummer. Yeah, I'm like, this job sucks. I don't want to also have to be like, oh, look how fun it is here. You're in the jungle. Like, I'm not in the jungle. I know I'm in a call center. <laughs> You're not tricking me. You already feel dumb. Trust me. We're yeah, sure. You feel like a fucking idiot and a failure. And like a lot of people are on their way to doing something. Like, so I was studying on my way to my job now or... You know, I was doing a bit of writing at the time, hoping to be a writer, which sort of never really came to anything. And, like, there was actors and dancers and, you know, people that were... But there wasn't too many people whose dream it was to be in a call centre. Indeed. Right. And so it was like no one wanted to be there long term. Yeah. Most people had something else going on for themselves or they were trying to work their way up into an office job. Yeah, it was like a temporary money solution. Right. Like it just it somehow made it more insulting that I was like sitting beneath these hanging vines. <laughs> I can't explain how. No, I get it's it. It's just like Yeah, like Like the, if you if they like I think we had to wear like sombreros at one point. Oh like God. it's just so bad. Yeah, especially if there's no clients that can see you. Like oh. why are we wearing a sombrero? I don't know because it was fun. Yeah, but it's not. It's not fun. It's a humiliation. Yeah, it's forced fun, which is mm. the opposite of fun. There's something humiliating about sitting in the jungle while you're answering phone calls <laughs> from angry toll road customers. Uh, you should have like played jungle sound effects in the background oh. of every phone call. It's like, sorry, I can't. So I'm in the jungle. It's like What's a that? mountain gazelle getting a shoot its arm off or something. Uh, uh, episode two: Vicky goes to a work party and takes a restraining order out on Billy Slater. No, no idea. No, me neither. No, I don't know. I, uh, didn't that happen, by the way? <laughs> I'd like to make that clear oh, okay. before we get Good to done know. for liable. I'm just going to throw like a few of these kind of notes out there. Like Some of them I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. And some of them I was like, Definitely what niche. was that? What, yeah. what the hell are we talking about? Uh, Ben's in a job sweat out and Vicky hates her job with the passion of a thousand sons. I guess we just covered that one. Yeah, I hated that. I job. think the job sweat out was that. Uh, what, you didn't want the job to know you were keen on it? You went to the interview. Why do you want this job? No, I don't know. Who oh, said I did? It was either- Who said I wanted it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Imagine I don't- that. I'm trying to play it cool with the interviewer. Yeah. Do you want to come work for us? I don't know. Whatever. 
Maybe I'll come Monday, maybe I won't. <laughs> See how it goes. Like, so I like you, to be spontaneous, don't lock me in. Are you coming in? We've got to like, fill oh, out a few forms. I'm not sure like, I've got other jobs. Yeah, i got lots of offers on the table, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think it was like around the time I was looking for work, so that sounds about right. Yeah, let's go with that. Ben gets lost and can't open gates. I think I remember, not the open gates one, but the jobs went out. I think they left you a message on Friday. Yeah. Like last thing. And they were like, oh, Ben, give us a call back. We've got some important news for you or something like that. Oh, and I couldn't. And it was like the weekend. Yeah. Okay. And I think, I think it was something along these lines or maybe even just the next day where you're like, what is it? What's the news? (laughs) Like they've interviewed me and they're like, oh, we've got something important to tell you. And is it like... I'm hired or yeah. is it you're not hired? Because so you had a lot of potential, but we're not going to see you. Yeah, we've got news. You're under par. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the getting lost story. I think I was visiting a friend and I went to his house to play Guitar Hero because right. that was like during that era. And when, you went to the wrong house with the Guitar Hero. Yeah, I got like a backpack full of like plastic instruments yeah. and I knock on the door because it was, you know, a place I'd and never like been before. And man? Yeah, and like this old guy like opens the door and he's like hello i'm like is this nick's house like at that point it seems unlikely but, but i've got to say something it could be like his dad or something and he's like nope i'm like i'm just gonna go we did the same thing on the weekend actually did you Jeez. i went to um visit a friend like at their beach house and it was number 14 i for whatever Ooh. reason like the gps took us to number 13 awkward yeah and I think, yeah, because sometimes it might not have the numbers for everything. Right, it would just take exactly you to the closest one. Or, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, like even though I had the address in my text message, by the time I got there, I just in rolled line, into the driveway 13. that right. it directed me to. And the front door was open. We like rang the bell. Luckily, we didn't just barge in because, you know, it's like a good friend. We might have done that. No one answered. We rang the doorbell again. We hear like this voice like, just one second. Like, I don't know. And this like old person. lady, like you know, just come out of the shower, and she's like put her robe on, and we're like, "You are not Steve." <laughs> <laughs> are you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was like a, a bit of an awkward. What did you say to her? I told her happy Australia Day and we left. <laughs> You're like, we're just going around the neighborhood? Nah, we. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, is this, you know, number 14 or whatever? And she's like, yeah. And then we're like, I got the wrong address, I guess. Oh. <laughs> but you like, we're going around, you know, going around the seaside neighborhoods. Yeah. No, we should have just. Uh, it's a service from the council. Happy Australia Day. Yeah, we're from uh, the Mormons, if you uh, need some literature. <laughs> That's right. Vicky decides she should be more mediocre. How's that going for you? Oh, I've succeeded. Yeah, congrats. What was, I'm surprised I felt that way. Yeah, me too. I, unless, what, was I crappy? And I was like, I'm going to lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been a step up. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because I certainly would, would be now. So I guess goal not achieved. Either direction I was trying to head in. All right, well, another, you know, 150 episodes from now. What's the current goal? I'll go with mediocre. You're still going to settle. I don't want to for... shoot too high. Okay, that's achievable. Thank you. Episode three. That's the nice, nice thing you've ever said to me. Vicky hates pulp and reminisces about why her days as a hobo didn't prepare her to lie. Oh, that I don't know about. How's it feeling about pulp? God, I've changed. You I like did pulp? used to be pro pulp, uh, anti pulp. Now mm-hmm. I'm pro pulp. See, this is exactly why we read. I think it's right. <laughs> Things have changed. I think it's a mature palate. It's a mature palate uh, choice. Oh, interesting. Pulp. Are you pulp? Oh, you're juice free since '93. Uh, no, I'm not juice free. I'm, I'm misunderstood. I'm still there. Uh, you brought me a juice just before the podcast. I don't no, know. No, that was a smoothie. I feel like it contains a lot of juice. All right, fine. Continuing the list. People who run ghost tours are absolute douchebags. 
still feel that way? Who run them? Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, unless they were purposely scaring me, which they... But, I mean, that's also. probably the job, right? Well, I mean, I guess if I was the one that felt they were douchebags because they were scaring me, I guess I was probably not... I feel I was the unfair one there. I was going on a ghost tour. <laughs> I don't know what I thought I was doing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why we would have felt that way. I feel like, you know, if you're going on a ghost tour, that's, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I feel like I was the douchebag there and I apologise for my shitty behaviours. There you go. So, I mean, there's some ghost tour guide who uh, was holding all this uh, resentment for all these years. I'm glad we could clear the air. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Episode four, Vicky lives beneath a giant bong. Do you or do you not live beneath the giant bong to this day? I mean, I guess. Yeah? Okay. Do you have any idea what that refers to? No. Where was I living at the time? Near a giant bong. <laughs> no, I lived near Ikea. I don't know. Maybe they got some build, build <laughs> yourself uh, bongs. Build, yeah. The bong schlamen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. You? No? No idea? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, let's go over some of like the etiquette that okay. we've uh, oh, established. Yeah. Because... Um, in the early days, we were very obsessed with social etiquette. I mean, it hasn't changed much, but at least... We weren't like, exhibiting much. It seemed like establishing the rules for just public interactions was... Oh, the early 2000s of... were the Wild West. We <laughs> were the sheriffs of the early 2000s. Exactly. Oh, late 2000s, say. I guess. All right, so in episode five, that was the first uh, etiquette segment that we sure. discussed. Sure. No, it was oh. Tudicate. Oh, yeah. I still do feel passionately about that. Yeah? Yeah. Is uh, Basically, I think what that is, is you don't need to harshly toot someone who just hasn't noticed that the light's changed. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, you know, different toot scenarios because, you know, there's many reasons that you can toot someone. Right. This guy, his name is uh, Mark Robar. Mm-hmm. He, like, does one of those YouTube Mark DIY Robar, charts. Because yeah. he's jimmied our segment. <laughs> Okay, several years later. Yeah. But he did it like a hundred times better than us. So oh, that's a shame. Give him some props for it. Yeah, he's got one of those like DIY channels. Like it's very, if Home Improvement was a YouTube channel, mm. it would be Mark Robart. Amazing. Uh, so I've got like a clip done. from his uh, his take on Tudicate. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll be impressed. I do agree with this guy. Okay. This is how cards should be made from now on. Right. Okay, right. We need multiple horns. Is that where we're headed? You're on the right track. That's yeah. for sure. I support it. Here we go. That is what I call the courtesy honk. I just push this custom button and it's two super quick chirps of the horn that are not only friendly sounding, but it's intentionally not as loud as a normal horn. 1.3 million people die in car crashes per year. So you really want to be able to communicate with other drivers if you want to stay safe. But if you think about it, cars only have two built-in ways to communicate with each other. You got your turn signal and your horn. And the turn signal is fine, but the problem with the horn is that it's so one-dimensional. It's like if your only tool is a hammer, it's really good at one thing, but it sucks at everything else. Ah, and I don't know about you, contrary. but now that pretty much everybody owns a smartphone, 99% of the time I use my horn, I'm not trying to avoid a crash. I'm trying to let the person in front of me know it's time to stop reading that text they just received. And that's the issue. I'm not upset. I just want to be like, hey, dude, the light's green. No this big is exactly deal. our segment, yeah. by the way. It's, you said he did it better. He did it the same. But he's trying to solve the problem. Oh, that's not what I'm here for. Well, we've still got another minute of this clip left. Okay, good. Because I'm not here for solving. I want to make you You just aware. want to complain about it. No, I'll bring them up. 
and then let someone else. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a recap. Okay. Like he could have very oh, well. Oh right, he's heard like the episode. I've been listening to this episode. This is the problem. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Right. Here's my solution. Not some hardcore, angry, road rage, tough guy. But even this Jetta, which has just about the most emasculating horn possible, <laughs> sounds angry when you honk it at a light. And if you try and do a nice quick honk, it doesn't usually register because it bottoms out too quick. Yeah, I've got that So problem. I just push my custom-made courtesy honk button. And this works for communicating in a lot of situations, not just at stoplights. Like if someone is just sort of drifting in your lane, you're not sure if they see you or not but you don't want to use your big horn, or if you just want to get someone's attention to tell them something. If someone needs to move forward in traffic or in a drive-thru, it's nice, because you don't want to seem like a jerk as they can look right at you in their rearview mirror. You can even use it as a way to say thank you. And it's I kind of feel like it should be a- friendly of a horn. I think he's gone for the wrong noise. Well, I, th- I can't remember if I include it in this clip or not, but he does include an even friendlier version. Okay, good. Because I don't feel like that horn is that friendly. At the moment, it still sounds angry. Maybe it's just, you know, listening to it over the headphones. But, like, I think in the moment, it's still got to be loud enough to communicate. Actually do something. Yeah. Maybe we should just have a voice. Hey! Imagine that. Imagine laying awake at night. Hey, hey! Hey! There's a lot of... um, Hey! (laughs) Because you get a lot of traffic noises around you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, living in the city. (laughs) That would be amazing. That would be worse. Imagine that. I don't want to... You don't want cars yelling, hey, outside your window? I think it would be someone trying to get my attention. I'm like, what? (laughs) Standard feature on all cars, so you still have your big horn that you can't miss in the case of an emergency. But there should be a smaller button right over here for the courtesy honk. I also added one more sound effect that's powered by this button. This is designed to be even one notch nicer than the courtesy honk if you want to be super chill and grab the attention of a pedestrian who isn't even in a car. So it's like, yeah, that R2 D2 style. I don't like that, but still, like, regardless of what the sound sounds like. He's on the right track, I think. Yeah, I because but then the problem is, if someone uses their angry horn, I'm gonna feel that much worse. I'm like, oh, that's the angry horn. But you should because you fucked up. Mm. Like if in the future, happened to me yesterday, car related. <laughs> yeah, go on. I parked my car really close to another car because it was the only spot left at the beach. Right, mm-hmm. it was kind of half a spot, and so I was like, fuck this, I'm taking it. It's literally the only spot. So we parked. I parked myself to the point I couldn't get out of my driver's side door. I climbed out the other side. <laughs> And then when I got back, the I guess the person from the other car, because I was so close to their passenger side, like stuck tree branches into my windows and lifted up all my um, windscreen wipers. How'd they do the window thing? I guess like my windows were slightly down or something, so oh, they could okay. like stick them in or something. So um, like, was there another car that had like parked too close on the other side? No, or it's because they parked well over the line on my side that I was kind of stuck right next to them. I was like, why did you not just get in the driver's side and back out? Yeah, that's weird. I know. I was like, you. I don't understand what I did wrong. Like, I was on your passenger side. Well, especially if they were the one who parked over the line. Right. Yeah. No, fuck those guys. I know. And I was really upset about it. I was quite hurt. I was like, what has this added to your day? When if you just, like, it's quite easy for you to get into your driver's side still. Just get in the driver's side, back out, and run loads in. Yeah. Unless it was someone else who stuck the tree branches but there. But then that is just raises more questions. Yeah. No, there's a lot of. I'm on your side with that one. Thank you. Episode eight. Let's skip forward a little bit. We uh, talked about bed bagsing or a better kit. As oh, we yeah. It. Yeah. This doesn't happen as much anymore because we just go home after parties because we have money. But was that the scenario? It's I like guess you're too drunk to drive home. Because this was in the days of like 18s and 21st. Yeah. 
where I guess like we didn't all have that much money or we were like such good friends that we would just crash there for the night. And Uber didn't exist. No, there was no such thing as Uber and taxis were impossible to get. Yeah, especially like where we lived, it was, you know, kind of away from... Uh, the like, city. Yeah, it made it harder. So I'm thinking that's what it would have been about, that it was about how do you bags a bed, can you in fact bags a bed at the start of a party? Which I feel you can't. Nah, I think days. it's like whoever Every falls man for yourself. Yeah. If you're falling asleep on like that couch or whatever, then it's that's yours. yours. And the punishment you pay is that, first of all, you miss out on the party because you're asleep. Right. But also people, the people who are still awake, they might just mess with you when you're sleeping. Well, we have a friend of ours, Renee, who um, when she was like in first year university, mm. she couldn't get drunk for some reason. She was having one of those nights where no matter how much she drank, she just couldn't okay. get drunk. And so she fell asleep at some point. Did she have like this, like this is a big dilemma? Yeah, I can't like, get I'm drunk. trying to get drunk here. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was because it was like a big party. Yeah. So anyway, she went to sleep wherever it was on this camp. And so like the people came around to draw on drunk people's faces, but she was completely sober. So obviously when someone would like lean down towards her, they, she woke up startled and grabbed the pen like midair. Mm, nice. And they all were like standing around like applauding. Like, oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They like left her alone. Deservedly so. Right? Imagine that. So... Anyway, that's how she became a well-respected engineer. <laughs> <laughs> is there any scenario where you can bag the bed at the beginning? Uh, like, is it a holiday house? Oh, well, let's say it is. Okay. So, if you're going away to, like, a beach house, right, yeah. you, like, put your stuff on a, be- on a bed. And then it's just, like, first come, first serve, everyone bags the bed. Well, like, we all show up and we're like, oh, this is going to be, you know, Ben and his girlfriend's room and this is Vicky's room and yeah. this is, like, you know... Leah and Steve's like you're not good. I feel that's effectively bagged for the weekend mm. you can't just be like well I'm tired I'm going to bed <laughs> like I don't care yeah the problem with like bed bagsing in general is that as soon as one person gets too drunk to party they're just going to pass out on like the nearest, nearest comfy thing. surface yeah it's also like well are you going to be the one that how also what do you mean like how? if you're like no this is my bed yeah. What are you going to do? Now you're going to have it? to like fight this drunk person right. who's like just passed out in the middle of your uh, bed. So. Well, you won't even fight them. They're dead, basically. They're a dead yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I feel like uh, if we didn't say that eight years ago, uh, that's where I stand. You well, can't bed bags. I have a few other like um, addendums. Though. Okay. So if you're the best friend and no one else was expected to stay, but you're like helping set up and pack down, mm-hmm. I would be annoyed. I could bags the bed. So it's like I put in my time with this friend well it's like i was meant to be the only person staying over i got there early i set everything up i stayed and packed down it was meant to be just the two of us hanging out and then like some guy got too drunk Mm. you can have the couch and then so how do you move the person kill them okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know drag them i guess i wouldn't but i would have the right to feel annoyed at them the next day yeah it's just i i agree with you like in that scenario you kind of went out of your way to arrange it and right. then all these other people show up. It's this is still the same scenario. It's like in the moment you're now dealing with a disgruntled drunk person. Right. But <laughs> tomorrow you have to deal with disgruntled me. Sure. But it's hard to give that logic to someone in there. No, I'm not saying it will help me in the moment. No. I'm saying the next day I'm allowed to hate you. We also talked and about. I will. <laughs> we also talked about in that same episode, the law of dibs. Which oh I think yeah, we were specifically referring to um, dibsing when you're interested in someone. That's very yeah. mid early twenties thing to say. I don't know that that's a problem anymore. If you're into someone, you're more likely to strike up a conversation, or uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. It, it feels like quite high school, I guess, if that's what you're talking about. 
Because, like, the people that... I guess we just have bigger networks of people that we know. That's the problem. We don't need to dim the well, same It's person. also, you can't really do it. Because when you're in school, mm. your potential pool of oh, it's partners limited. is limited to your class. So I guess this was more of a uni thing, so we went to also quite a small uni. Yeah, but once you're out into, like, the world, especially now we've got, like, Tinder you're and Right, there's Grindr a lot of other options. Um, but, it, yeah, but, like, at the time, if... If everyone can agree, it's like, hey, when Stacy and Jimmy break up, Ben's got first crack. I'm on Stacy. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I still like that philosophy. It's like it doesn't mean I'm guaranteed to get Stacy. No, it means I get the first. Like it's like a pinata. <laughs> yes, I get first bash. Yeah, it might break open. Maybe not. I guess we'll see. Yeah, and if I take my swing at the pinata, then Stacy swing and a miss, or it doesn't crack open. I, no. I'm, I, I, you know, I connect, but Stacy's like not interested. Then my dibs is relinquished. That's yeah. fine. See, okay, here's the scenario. Obviously, I always have the hots for someone. Always. Always. So if I have the hots for a co-worker, right, and I, they come to my birthday, for example, which is coming up, and every one of my friends knows I'm into them, mm-hmm. can my friends hit on them? If all the friends know, then I would say no. Okay. I think like you can still dibs within your friendship group. It's just that... Well, I can't like, dibs with the world. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, right. Now it's not with your friends. You can't be like... There's no, like... You can't skywrite it. But when you're in school, your friends in the world are one in the same. Oh, this is true. So you can, you can dibs with the world <laughs> yeah, you if can. your social circles no are small enough. Them. Yeah. That's so true. But it's like, yeah, yeah, now we've got social media and Uber and all this kind of stuff. It's like the world is at everyone's fingertips that's at all so times. That's so true. It no I can't be like, works. hey, he's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. And he'll be alerted to that, no doubt. Which yeah, uh, waited on the night to <laughs> be with you. Doesn't exist in real life. Yeah, I feel that that's a turn off. To who? The person. If someone, if you found out someone had dibs on you post ending of relationship, how would you? F- I feel like you're the one man who might crack a smile. Yeah, no, I'm. But all, most men would crack a frown. No, it's all about if I'm interested in that girl or not well not you've got a girlfriend just say i've got a girlfriend and i'm like super in love with her yes but then i find someone else well, like that, Callie Kloss or something is yeah dibs on you. G, 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 did has got her dibs on i'm like sorry babe but look at the, what, I've got the dibs. look at the list <laughs> waited <laughs> to be with you would you sing that I would. I'd sing that. that I'd, I'd have my um, hi-fi system to... set up with the tape. I don't even know the name of that I song. would press play as I broke up with my <laughs> girlfriend and she walked out the room. <laughs> Waited on that line. Did <laughs> you sing that line? I mean, I feel like what you have to. What song is that? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know the song though? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on over. <laughs> um, Do you have your dibs on someone? Uh... I mean, mentally, yes, but it's not people that I'm in a lot of social circles with. So I can't like really... See, this is my question like, also. My, I've, my plan is like, hey, if that oh, person God. ever got single, then I would ask him out. Sure. Yeah, that's not really having tips. I think that's just social skills. <laughs> Groundwork, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, if I knew their friends, and then I'd be like... You'd be like... Hey, by the way, I called dibs. <laughs> They'd be like, fuck you, I called dibs. So we just didn't know each other. I'm like, okay, the yeah, fight is on. Then? Okay, just say you befriend a middle woman. We'll call her... Carly Kloss. Meadlia. Oh, I was going to call her something. She's in the middle. Okay. Okay, Carly Kloss. You're friends with Carly Kloss. Mm. And you run into 
Well, I don't know Carly Kloss's circle that well. We'll go with Gigi Hadid. So you are into Gigi Hadid. Yeah. And you run into Joe Jonas. Mm-hmm. And you're like, just by the way, I've got dibs. He's I got like, dibs, yeah. No, you didn't. I've known her way longer. She's mine. How does that play out? Oh, that's all fair. Whose dibs wins? But mm. you're now best friends with Joe Jonas. And you bring it up one boy's night. You're like, by the way, I've really got a thing for Gigi. She's mine. And you're best mates now. No, like if we both had... Dibs for as like you know no, even if on dibs are newer. I guarantee you don't know Gigi had did for as long as Joe Jonas. I mean, it's hard to put myself emotionally in this situation <laughs> because right now I don't care about Joe Jonas, but I feel like all's fair in that situation. Really, like, even though I'm, he's your best friend. Yeah, I'm not going to honor his dibs. But if if it came to the point where I'm like, I can see you really put the effort in, and or what if like he saw you talking to her and he cried? He's just like, I just love her so much. I dreamed she'd be the mother I, of my children. I guess what you're asking is, am I closer with Gigi or Joe? Well, no, you're best friends with Joe Jonas. And he sees you talking to her and you're like, but he's like, I know you're interested. She could be my potential future wife. That's what he says. He's like, imagine her being the mother of my children. I'm like, I know it would be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want That's this. Why I... <laughs> you should cry. Yeah. That would be a big loss. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll be like, well, I'll cry too. Like, who's going to be more sad when the other person steals Gigi her dinner? Like? So you'd be like, well, all's fair. Because you're right. It would be great to have her as the mother of your children. Yeah. So I guess it's just bad luck. Yeah. May the best man lose. We didn't know each other when... When we, we were... respectively called dibs. Yeah. Okay. So it cancels each other out. Right. Yeah. I have another question. <laughs> okay, one. Well, this is sort of unrelated to dibs. But I always thought, well, as you know, my biggest fears, I've got three <laughs> spiders. I can hate spiders. Okay. Walking down the stairs, not a big fan of that. What do you mean? Just in general? Yeah, I don't like Like it. steep stairs or? Just stairs. I just am scared of slipping down them. I guess at some point, so I wasn't always afraid of stairs. It must have been in the last five years. Mm. I guess I fell down the stairs. But you don't some... remember doing that? No. But you just gained this phobia all of a sudden? Yeah, I'm like quite scared of walking downstairs. I really don't like it. But it's only down. Yeah, up's fine. Okay. You can't fall up the stairs. I mean, you can, but it's not as catastrophic. You don't sort of slide and keep sliding. You're like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a cow, isn't it? Is it a cow? I think they so. They can only go, go up. Yeah, yeah I am. I am like a cow. I hate walking down the stairs. Ooh, it's giving me chills. Um, and they're multiplying. <laughs> I'm not a musical I like. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Oh, and the third is being creepy. Okay. You know how afraid I am of being creepy. It really is embarrassing to me. Mm-hmm. Is it creepy to be really interested in someone who you only kind of know? Well, it depends how outwardly you're showing that. Nil. Then no. Okay. Like, if they don't know. But, like, is this something that's happened to you? Like, have you been really into an acquaintance and they just would have had no idea? I'm thinking, like, a friend of mine had a stalker, essentially. Oh, I know this stalker. No, that was definitely not held in. That was the opposite of held in. Uh, yeah. If you can hold out to something, <laughs> they did that. Yeah. But it's like they, I guess, made their intentions clear, were rebuffed, and then continued to, to stalk. To make their intentions clear. No. That's when it gets too much. But if they had never, you know, shown how... Uh, interested they were Right Then it's like Okay stalk away Like what It doesn't stalk affect me Stalk away <laughs> So if someone's A very effective stalker You don't mind Yeah it never happens But <laughs> Sure <laughs> If they're just All they're doing Is cyber stalking Or just like Thinking about you Yeah Then go for it Like Really There's no th- I'm not gonna be The thought police All of a sudden <laughs> When you find it weird If someone was like Yeah I've been into you For like two years 
if like I started dating someone. I don't know. No, like I don't know. Just imagine like I don't know, like your barista. Like for some reason you like saw them out at a party. Yeah. And then you like get along and you're interested as well. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing ever. I've well, been into you for like two years. I've been thinking about you every day. Yeah. If I'm interested as well, then it's great. I'm like, oh shit, we should have done this sooner. But <laughs> that's the worst of it. you became interested that night, but you've never really thought of them. I mean, as long as I'm still interested, that's I don't the know, main like, thing. Imagine the other person that stocks the shelves at Foodworks or something. And you've occasionally <laughs> said like, hello, or like. That is what I assume the Foodworks girl was thinking <laughs> about me. Like, or like, you know, walked past them. Yeah. I, I got a very cheery hello from the Foodworks girl this morning. Did you? And I'm like, oh, she, she loves She's it. <laughs> yeah. So imagine her, right? And you meet her out at a party. You probably wouldn't even recognize her, I'd say. As the this food actually girl. happened to me. Did it? Not the food works girl, but uh, a girl from my gym. Oh my God, I got to hear this. Go so on. like last weekend, I went to a birthday of a friend and... What friend? It was uh, my ex-girlfriend, Megan. Oh, okay. That's fine. D- totally different from my ex-girlfriend, Natasha. That we're going to tonight. <laughs> There was like this group of three friends just sure. like sitting in the corner and they were like looking at me a lot. Mm. And then one of them, the guy, like it's like two girls and a guy, the guy goes, hey, do you live at this address? That's weird. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, how do you know that? Right. So you're thinking they've come over for like a housemates party or something. Or, or like my first thought was like maybe he was on Facebook and like ah. saw her or something. Like I was my first. Uh, these are my two first thoughts. Yeah, they've been here for for one of the housemates and seen you around, or their Uber Eats deliverers. Those are my <laughs> yeah, two okay. first thoughts. And so like I'm talking to the guy because he's the one that's like sort of that's, struck enough a conversation. Well, he's like yeah, the one that's like, hey, is this your house? And then he turns to his friend. And she's like, I see you at the gym all the time. Oh, the gym in your building. Yeah. Right. And then I like looked at her and I'm like, holy shit, like I do. But she was all made up and everything. Right. So I just didn't recognize yeah, her at first right. blush. And so now I feel like it's awkward because I feel like I snubbed her. Ooh. I can't be like, oh yeah, you. Like I just didn't recognize you. Because you look great. Yeah. And usually you're at the gym and look. You look like shit. Yeah. And, uh, I think most people can accept they look like shit at the gym. But like that, that's not even, you know, that might not even be the reason. It's just like I was paying attention to this guy rather than her. Sure. Because he was the one that was talking to me. And so now I haven't run into her in the gym yet, but it's going to happen. Really? I feel like I have to move or something. Just <laughs> because. So what if that night, you know, she was like, oh, buy you a drink. You guys sat down. You really hit it off. Yeah. And, you know, you snog or something. And then she's like, just wanted you... What? I don't know. I just feel like whenever anyone says snog, it's only on British reality series. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, is this, a, is this in your lexicon now? I, it's always been in okay. there? What do you say? Kiss? Make, make out. out? So you make out with them. No, I'm definitely snogging her. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like there's more tongue. It sounds so gross. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds way worse than making out. Yeah. I don't want to snog someone. It sounds gross. (laughs) So you guys make out and then she's like, I probably shouldn't tell you this, which is always a great thing to hear from a woman's Mm -hmm. mouth slash man's because you know it's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Whatever comes, I definitely want to hear this. Indeed. Yeah. But, you know, I've been seeing you at the gym for two years and I've been thinking about you every day since then. And I've been into you the whole time. Well, as long as I'm also attracted to them and single, then I'd see where this goes. But you wouldn't be like, ooh. Nah, because I know what it's like to work up the courage to talk to someone or to admit that to anyone. You have to go out on a limb when you uh, make that move. Right. Like, if we're already kissing, like, surely I'm into her as well. Right, so she would bring it up. 
and be like, by the way, I see you in the gym and I was into it. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's got to be a lot of, like, not just uh, casual hookups. Sure. But people who know each other for a long time and then get together. Mm. Like, someone's probably feeling that way. For like, a while. Yeah. And it's just like, n- neither of you worked up the courage to make that next I guess step. So. Because if it doesn't go well, it's then you've kind of awkward. ruined the friendship. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Are you trying to tell me something? Maybe two years from now. <laughs> I'm just saying, is it creepy to be into someone, not say anything, not show it, but smile on the inside when you see them slash their name? Anything on the inside is fine. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yes. I feel like it's not because it's, it's just an unusual way to feel. Isn't I don't it? know. I feel like if we didn't talk about this in episode one, it was episode two. This is like the whole podcast <laughs> is like, Vicky's like, is this creepy? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's strange is there someone in your life who you smile on the inside when you see there's a few people oh okay yeah. <laughs> okay it makes me feel better sure because there's someone obviously there's always someone for me who makes me smile on the inside so there's someone at the moment who makes me smile on the inside and i don't think i've seen them for like a month and so you've been frowning on the inside yeah. <laughs> i have <laughs> no i've just been normal on the inside i guess oh, okay oh, be really weird for them to know that i probably think about them at least once a day i mean it depends what those thoughts are like positive i'm not killing them well then i feel like it's okay <laughs> <laughs> like i think about you but you're always eating cupcakes yeah, i don't know why it's so weird. i think about you but uh and it's not like i'm even aroused or into you it's just that i don't know do you like cupcakes i don't <laughs> like i, don't, I can't I explain either. it <laughs> no obviously i'm like oh he's hot or like Wish he was here. Well, I, that's a funny thing he said once, the one time I've talked to him. I'm going to replay it again. There's this person that's just someone that uh, you don't think they're into you or like, because it sounds like you just don't want to make that. No, I know. When have I ever made the move, Ben? I know. Is, is, that, <laughs> is that what's going on? You're just like, if they asked you out, you'd be all over it. Oh, it would be just, the best day ever. I can't even imagine that. But how do you I not... Without fireworks. <laughs> but how do you know that they're not feeling the same way? Well, see, Ben, here's my theory. Oh, you God. know what everybody says? There's no leagues. There are leagues. I don't know anyone that says there's no leagues. Really? A lot of people, I'm like, he's out of my league. They're like, there's no such thing as leagues. Nah, I've seen enough uh, <laughs> weirdos get together. I'm like, <laughs> how did that happen? Thank you. He's out of my league. Significantly. What you need to do is get rich. <laughs> he's already rich. Damn, well, okay, make him poor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and then you can come in and... I have to wait for him to fall on hard times. Yeah, but that would give you some time to gain the uh, power in the meantime. That's right. Yeah, I've got nothing to offer him. Yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying yet. Yeah. So now's not the time to make my move. I have to wait for him to fall on hard times. Well, I mean, you've, you'll have a better chance if you've got the upper hand in the relationship. Indeed. So <laughs> I've got to either manufacture or wait for him to fall on hard times. Yeah, that shouldn't be too hard. And then look who... <laughs> look, he's looking like a good option. <laughs> We've gone through like about half of this list that I compiled. Yeah. I say we uh, call it for a day and we can you know, maybe continue going over some of these okay. in future episodes. Part B. Exactly. It's 151, some may say. No, I think we should go B. It's quite hot in here, by the way. Exactly. I'm just looking for an excuse yeah. to battle. <laughs> Please. So... Uh, 
that was episode 150. Thanks, everyone, for listening for all these years. And if you're a new listener, thank you, too. Feel free to uh, spread the word. There's, like, a whole bunch of clips on our Facebook page that you can, you know, share and get people interested in the show, that kind of thing. You can also rate and review us on iTunes, which is a great way to help us. And also, please do subscribe on there. You can get all of the episodes delivered straight to you. And, of course, uh, recommending us to your friends is a big help as well. Email me, ben at insaneramblings.net. Email me, Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one, but I just feel hollow without it at the end. Sure. Away sea boat. Away boat. This is the Kirsty Experiment. I'm your host, Ben, and this is a show where we talk to my sister, Kirsty, who regales us with her dating life. Yay! <laughs> this is the fourth in our special <laughs> Italian edition. Kirsty, how's it going? Oh, you know. <laughs> the usual. The usual like, chaotic mess. Yeah, okay, cool. Got it. This is a, a strange one. That's what I want to hear. I don't even know how to begin. Just, it was just one of those nights that just got so out of control where you just wake up and think, what, what just happened? <laughs> Who am I? Where am I? What have I done with my life? <laughs> so I went on a throuplet date with G and V as I tend to do. And we went to this restaurant where they just like serve copious amounts of alcohol and because we're two Australian women, like it's all very exciting. So they just kind of keep fueling you up with alcohol. Okay. The pizza guy comes out. He's this chef. He's older, I don't know, like mid-40s or something. Not super attractive. Again, kind of sweaty, but, you know, he had an excuse because he'd been in the kitchen all night. And Apparently, like, V and G knew him, so they kind of started chatting to him, and he sat down and was, like, hanging out with us, having a drink with us for a while. It was fine. It was fun, whatever. And um, he was very flirty and whatever, but he was interesting because he'd actually, you know, 400 Grady in Melbourne where they, like, spin pizza and stuff and where we went for, like, the world's best pizza, in, you know, ever. Yeah, it won the best margarita. At the World Pizza Championships or whatever, yeah. Yeah, in the world. Well, he worked there and he lives in my little town. So oh. that's kind of cool. So we were talking about that. He, yeah, he like apparently like flies around the world like spinning pizza and, you know, kind <laughs> of a big deal. Naturally. And yet he just lives in my little town in the middle of nowhere in, in Italy. Anyway, next minute, we end up back at this guy's house with three other old men in their 60s or something. I don't know, man, they were super old. And we're just like continuing the party and it's all fun and it's just like me, V, G and these three old men just getting <laughs> drunk together. It was, very, it was it was strange but we didn't really think about it because um, it was fun, you know. And 
then I like go upstairs to go to the toilet and um, the pizza guy follows me and is like flirting with me and being all sleazy and whatever and kisses me and I'm like, mm, I don't even know what like, it is. So lips. I ran back downstairs. Hey? He's trying to kiss you on the lips? Yeah. Where, where, where else is he going to kiss me? This is like a 60-year-old dude. I know. He was like 45. Okay. He's in my age bracket, but sure. he was all like sleazy and slimy and You weren't into it. Weird. Yeah, I wasn't into it. He was interesting, but I don't want to kiss him. Mm-hmm. And I think I this is the problem, right, with Italian men is that if you are interested in them as a person or listen to their conversation and don't completely shut down everything they say, they're like, oh, my God, she's in love with me. Yeah. So it was not. So I ran downstairs and, like, told V and ran away and didn't – it wasn't, like, a big deal. I was just like, meh. <laughs> anyway, eventually we went home and we were all just, like – we just passed out because we were just, it was really like early in the morning now and we were all pretty drunk and, you know, just went to sleep. Woke up the next day and I'm talking to V and I'm like, so who, who was that person? Like, who were these guys? It was a bit weird that we were just partying with these old men, right? In yeah. like a field somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> in a field? I thought you were at their house or something. It was a house, but it was in the middle of a field. Okay. It's like kind of rundown house anyway he's like oh yeah that guy um and like I felt safe with them because she knew him and she said that G's parents knew him and stuff so I was like all right whatever like they must be cool people she's like oh yeah you know he's um he's in the mafia like what what do you mean she's like oh yeah he's like he's like 100% in the mafia (laughs) (laughs) they like run like cover businesses and stuff. He's like, I'm pretty sure that restaurant that we went to is like a cover for, you know, like this huge, like, like drug scheme and everything. And like, start telling me all this stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you let me go to this person's house? So now I'm like freaking the fuck out. Cause I've accidentally made out with some mafia guy. Well, not only that, but you like rejected him. Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm surprised I'm still alive. Yeah. I'm, I'm on I'm borrowed time. I'm on borrowed time. So, um, yeah, that's the story of the guy, the time I made out with uh, someone in the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I told Luigi. <clears throat> I've spoken about Luigi before. He's the love of my life. He lives in Canada, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like... What have I told you? Don't make out with old men. Like, if I've told you not to make out with a mafia don once, I've told you a hundred times. And I was like, oh, I know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> he came on to me. He did. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> Which really, I mean, he's an old man, so <laughs> he can't really talk. But yeah, he was mad at me for not taking responsibility for my actions. No, I'd be mad at your friends. They took you to the mafia guy's house and they didn't tell you. I feel like that's well, yeah. pertinent information. And I feel like, why why are you guys friends with some guy in the mafia? Yeah. <laughs> like, he makes good pizza. I mean, I mean yeah. There is that. <laughs> it's a good pizza, but, you know, now I can understand why they can get away with serving so much alcohol and so much food for... Literally like a quarter of the price of anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. That's not where they're making their money from. But apparently he used to have another pizza place that got shut down for, and like just like, just, just closed one day. Just like was completely barren, like wiped out. Everything was gone. What happened to that pizza place? Forget about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and finally, on one last little note, I live with a carabinieri, which is a policeman here, but he specializes in catching the people that sell drugs, <laughs> drug traffickers. So I was like, oh, am I like accomplice now because made out with some mafia guy <laughs> you're gonna be on like a italian policeman's wall where they're like trying to connect the dots in pieces of string and photos just me. yeah Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what happened did i kneel there i don't know why i keep doing that i've never <laughs> done it in my life <laughs> well uh until you uh get whisked away by the italian mafia i just want to say that you know, if this is the last episode, it's been a pleasure to uh, talk to you. And uh, at least we've got this on record, so we know who to uh, go after. Yeah, cool. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's in ramblings.